Welcome to Unsponsored Content. I'm your host, Jesse Resnick. Each episode we release will focus on a person or topic that is unique, innovative, or inspiring here at Xander and beyond. Greetings, listeners. The third and last person I interviewed while at the Consumer Electronics Show is Matt Van Houten, who leads the product team at Xander. He had a very exciting first week of January. It's actually when Pause Ads launched. Hey, Matt, thanks for taking time out of your busy schedule to stop by and chat with me. We want the audience to get to know you a little better. Where you're from, your upbringing, your career, how many kids do you have, what's your deal? My background, I'm from Southern California, born and raised, uh, Orange County in San Diego. I came out to New York uh, 2004. I am uh, a cancer. I like long walks on the beach. No. <laughs> uh, I've got three kids. I've been in the media industry since I kind of you know, got out of school. Uh, I spent about a decade at Viacom, coming up on eight years here at AT&T. Uh, been always kind of involved in media and advertising you know, through the course of my career. It's been, uh, it's been a good journey. Awesome. Um, so let's get into CES. Have you been to CES before? I have. I think this is my, I don't know, sixth or seventh year here. How is your ex- experience this year with CES different than those other years? Yeah, you know, when I first started coming to CES, it seemed like there was more gravity and density at the convention center, kind of off the strip, headed down there uh, from a technology perspective. Um, it feels to me that the ad community over the last few years has really grown. And whether you're kind of in that small radius of the Aria and Vidar and Cosmo, you've got quite a bit of agency, buyer, brand. Um, here, which is great. You know, I don't recall in the earlier days of me being at CES, there being so much media attention. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's great. In fact, it's, you know, one of the most, I'd say, productive, you know, conferences, summits that we are engaged in annually. Um, and we're always excited about it. You know, k- kick off the year, get us on the right foot. So when you say productive, talk more about that. What happens at CES that's productive for Xander? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, we've got, you know, many constituencies here that impact our business that are on the ground. Um, So whether it's, you know, our sales team looking at brands, agencies, buyers, whether it's, you know, guys like me on the product side, looking at our commercial vendors, looking at the partnerships that we have, or, you know, any of the other host of activity that we've got going on, there's quite a bit of, uh, there's quite a bit of engagement. Obviously, we, uh, we had some buzz and press around some of the activity that we're doing here, and we've gotten a lot of inbound from that. And so we're hoping that there's a flywheel effect, and we can really push more of the great engaging advertising experiences that we've you know, come to love. That's awesome. Have you ever bought into any of the trends, like the fork that counts your calories or the home treadmill that has a very popular sister that's a bike with a subscription service? Yeah. So, I mean, I don't, I don't necessarily purchase them myself, but I am a big fan. I certainly grew up reading, you know, popular science, mechanics, and all those, you know, all that fun stuff. It's interesting to me that you're ta- we're taking now kind of innate objects and making them, you know, infusing them with technology. Um, I am not, you know, counting my calories on the fork, but I am certainly intrigued and interested in how that data on, you know, practical application of, of devices is going to kind of change the way that we think and feel and make decisions. What is the wackiest thing you've seen during your CES trip? Either at CES, on the Vegas Strip. Yeah. Let's hear it. A lot, lot, lot on the Strip. You know, if, if you haven't seen Elvis here yet, you've, you've, you haven't spent enough time outside. Um, you know, the probably coolest, wackiest thing I saw at the convention center goes back a couple of years. And it's a thing called audio stereoscopic viewing. And it was essentially a 3D image that was projected without, uh, you know, 3D glasses. So today to get that kind of three-dimensional image, you need the 3D glasses. 
um, which has been a barrier to adoption. Um, and there's some technology that I saw here at CES that without glasses, you could see this, you know, an object projected in front of you. In, in my case, they were, you know, representing kind of a Bud Light bottle that was kind of spinning out in the right, you know, right in front of you, uh, look, look delicious and, and so real. So, you know, the, the early days of kind of the Star Wars hologram to see that kind of evolve to something that potentially could be at a consumer level is, was, was pretty cool. Going into what you do for Xander, you run product and you just had a big announcement this week. Can you talk more about the pause ads? And I think it was a year long effort to get it off the ground and launched and why it's a big deal. Sure. Yeah. So, you know, our, our certainly our vision, our mission here is to try to make advertising matter and make it more relevant and make it more impactful for our customers. Um, we have a, you know, we have a very strong core media business that we've continued to build over the years um, as we released our video products on DirecTV and Uverse and as we've really pushed hard into the digital space. Um, it's been, it's been, uh, it's been really good. What makes you passionate about media products? And also with that, what's kept you with AT&T and now Xander? Yeah, I mean, listen, I, I came here, uh, I was at Viacom. I was recruited into AT&T um, to kind of start kind of the ad business. I think I was one of the first 10 employees to kind of build this out. When I first got here, we were doing about $110 million in ad revenue as kind of a regional TV business and to watch our growth, both organically and inorganically, to grow to a multi-billion dollar you know, business. Um, it's been really rewarding. It's been rewarding to see the teams grow, the talent develop, the products evolve, you know, our reach and scale and reputation and brand continue to grow. So it's uh, for me, you know, being, you know, having been here on the advertising side of AT&T for, for quite a while, it's been really awesome to see that trajectory. What does a successful teammate look like on your team? Yeah, I would say probably two things, right? First is, you know, being very, very detail-oriented. Um, it's important in the, in, the, in the field of work that I'm in that, you know, no detail can be missed. Um, you know, we deal with very complex things, uh, data, technology, algorithms, predictive modeling, you know, integrations, SDKs. Um, and it's very important that, uh, you know, as we're writing product requirements, as we're launching things into the market, that we're doing it as accurately as possible, documenting what we're doing, multi-phased approach to development. So the first thing I would say is somebody that has a very high aptitude and is very detail-oriented. Second, you know, uh, characteristic of, of successful people on my team are very solution-oriented. And so being creative and, and trying to understand, you know, how are we going to execute against what's in front of us? We have a very dynamic industry, as you know. We We've got changing technology. We have more device fragmentation than ever before. And so, you know, rolling up your sleeves and being able to really think through options, the impact of those options from a cost, timeline, and budget perspective is, is absolutely critical. Two, two most important characteristics there, yeah. You mentioned in that response uh, the complexity of the products. So can you talk a little bit about the other teams you work with at Xander and outside of Xander and with, with the rest of AT&T? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, you know, obviously on the on the Xander side, we work with, you know, all constituents here. Um, there's no way that we could build a product without, you know, a tremendous amount of support and, and progress from almost every part of Xander, whether it's working with the engineers to help us build the products, whether it's working with the data and research teams to make sure that we have appropriate measurement and targeting, whether it's working with the marketing team to amplify the message of what we're pushing out from a go-to-market perspective, 
whether it's working with the sales team to make sure that they're informed as to the benefits of what we're putting in market will help them drive better business outcomes for their constituents and our customers. And so, uh, you know, internally, you know, we touch pretty much every group uh, for all the right reasons. Also, we have the benefit of being kind of a, in a unique uh, space to continually liaise with both the communications part of AT&T. Um, we work with that team uh, primarily based in El Segundo that manages our UVerse and DirecTV video platforms, our digital platforms, um, AT&T TV. We also you know, work very closely now uh, across the aisle with Warner Media. Um, and so you know, we, we're in a unique position to not only help drive things internally in Xander to drive monetization and revenue opportunities, but really try to bridge you know, our business across the broader AT&T ecosystem. That's amazing, that's a lot. A lot of people that you guys work with. That's cool. Um, what are you most excited about in 2020? Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing the fruits of that kind of come to fruition uh, in 2020. We did a lot of work, obviously, on uh, with Tel Aviv on our end to kind of develop the next generation of innovation, build the Xander SDK, a pipe that can really connect our products and services not only into our businesses but others. I think Pause Ads is just the first opportunity as it relates to innovation. Uh, we have many other formats, and so working with sales to make sure we delight our customers with you know, new experiences that are going to be engaging, things that can be packaged better with our media packages. Uh, I'm looking forward to you know, potentially you know, decisions that we make at the corporate level related to ad sales. How do we have more go to, uh, integrated go-to-market on ad sales? What is our corporate focus and strategy related to our video platforms? Very excited about HBO Max coming on board next year. What are some challenges you see? You know, listen, uh, the, the industry is very, very dynamic. It changes on a pin. Um, we know the trends. We understand the trends. Our ability to execute in an agile manner quickly to meet the market response is, you know, the most important thing we need to do. It's not a unique challenge to us. You know, others face it. But it's very important that we can kind of push that through and be continue to be a first mover. We've been a first mover and addressable. We've been a first mover with attribution. We want to continue to push that forward. So you mentioned Tel Aviv in your response to uh, questions ago. Tel Aviv, Israel, and what are you talking about there? Yeah, so we have the fortune and the benefit of having multiple engineering organizations across AT&T that we're able to leverage to have better business outcomes for us. Um, we have engineers in California, in Plano, in Tel Aviv. Um, AT&T acquired a company um, in Israel that is uh, our badged AT&T employees that really focus on R&D. We leveraged that team about a year ago to help us accelerate the building of, uh, of our portfolio. And so, you know, it's a new partnership. We're excited about it. Uh, they write great code and have built some really great products. We've gotten to market a little bit faster than we have in the past. And so we're looking forward to continuing to work with um, our, our brothers and sisters over there. Very cool. Um, are there any previews you can give us of some new products to come out or not just yet? Well, um, you know, some of them are, we, we try to keep very tight under the lid um, for all the right reasons. Um, I would say we've got a, a great pipeline for addressable. We have a great pipeline to continue to build kind of coordinated, integrated go-to-market products with Warner Media. You'll see a lot more of that coming online this year. Um, you'll see a lot of hardening of our existing products. Um, and so there's, there's quite a bit coming on board. We have a couple other formats on the ad side that we're looking at. We filed you know, many patents that are now coming to fruition. And so um, you know, more to come on that release. I, I defer to our fabulous PR team as to when and how much we want to amplify that work. But rest assured, we have um, you know, 
a lot of money invested to grow the portfolio, and we're gonna we're gonna have some surprises for everyone this year. Is your name on any patent patents? Uh, it is. Yeah, I have a few patents here. I've I've, I've filed some patents. I've sold some patents, and uh, you know, defensible intellectual property for us is obviously very important. Cool. Well, it was great getting to know you and what you do for the product team. A couple other questions I have for you that are a little more personal. Sure. What is your hidden talent? Hidden talent? Well, maybe podcasting, hey. uh, influencer <laughs> marketing. This could be, this could be, you uh, can have some fun with this. Um, no, I, I would say, you know, I love to teach. Uh, I've been a professor for 11 years and uh, it's been, I don't know if it's a hidden talent, but it's certainly a passion and I, I enjoy kind of education and learning and just, you know, all, all the things that come along with, you know, evolving. How do you find time to do to eat? You're teaching, you're running products, you have three kids, you have a wife. Yeah. Um, well, listen, you know, you, you know you're gonna, we're all going to sleep when we're dead. So, you know, this is the time. This is the time to push hard um, and, and enjoy, you know, what we've got going on. So um, I appreciate that. But, you, you know, you got to hustle and you got to hustle and bustle around here. How do you explain your job to your kids? Yeah, I mean it's it's so complex. I just tell them dad sells TV commercials and they and they get it and and, and they certainly want all of them on on their Christmas list every year. Did you have any role models growing up? I had um I had two two role models, you know, the first being my dad. Uh, my dad raised me, so it was uh it was a good, you know, having uh having him around to help kind of bring me up was was really awesome. Very good guy. Um accountant, very logical. Uh was a corporate executive and so understanding kind of that pathway was certainly very motivating. Um very very much uh focused on, you know, on discipline and education. He used to you know, give me 50 cents for every book I read. And I, you know, I used to read as many books as I possibly can to buy, you know, all the baseball cards I wanted. And uh, I got smarter on it. You know, it was like, I used to do 200 page books and then I could do 70 page book and a 70 page, it's still the same 50 cents. So I tried to game that system a little bit. The other mentor I had was a professor I had when I was getting my MBA in New York. Um, he was one of the original mad men. He's a guy by the name of Al Lieberman. Uh, he was a co-founder of Great Advertising, long kind of history. And uh, he kind of took me under uh, his wing, you know, about a decade ago, kind of got me into teaching and somebody that has seen, you know, almost three, four decades of advertising and media evolve and somebody that, you know, everyone should kind of have to kind of keep you grounded. The last mentor, I guess I'd say is really history, the most important mentor, learning from your mistakes, learning from the opportunities and, and leveraging them to kind of, you know, grow and evolve. How profound. I love that last one. What did you want to be growing up? Um, I, I wanted to be a politician. Um, don't ask me why. I was interested in being maybe a lawyer or a politician. That was kind of my original original thinking. It was certainly not being an accountant. And, and, and you know, like my dad, it was. Uh, I wanted to be a little more dynamic. What is your all time favorite movie? Oh man, that's so hard. That's like that's not a fair question. Um, if, if I had to give you one off the top of my head, maybe Rudy. Um, you know, from from back in the day, kind of you know being a fighter, being the underdog, being the little guy and really, you know, pushing through, obviously based on a true story. I don't know if anybody knows uh, Rudy Rudiger, pretty cool, wrote, wrote a couple books. What are you most proud of, either professionally or personally? Oh, my kids, yeah, my kids, for sure, my three boys. I'm a very proud, proud dad, you know, with the, the, you know, everything you do here is, you know, for the family, family's very important. Um, I think Rod Stewart said the most important thing is family. Um, that's not the quote exactly, but family is important. My three kids, absolutely most proud. That and, and, and launching pause as last week. <laughs> what was your childhood nickname? Yeah, so that, that's actually a funny one. Um, I don't know if anybody's familiar with The Simpsons, um, but Bart Simpson's best friend on the show, his name is actually Milhouse Van Houten. And so when I was growing up, uh, I played lacrosse in, in high school and in college. And when I was in high school, um, you know, it was last name, comma, first name. And so I remember the lacrosse coach saying, Van Houten M, 
Mil- who's this? Millhouse? We got Millhouse on the team, so that nickname stuck with me for many years. Oh, that's cool. That's really clever. What's your favorite book? Um, you know, depends on what, you know, we're, you, you know, you're trying to learn about. Um, I think, you know, one of the most classic books that I enjoy is uh, Dale Carnegie's How to Win Friends and Influence People. It's like 100 years old and so relevant. You know, on the lighter side, you know, Shel Silverstein, A Light in the Attic, right? Because you can't take life too seriously. Um, one of the most, I think, profound books for me very early on was a book called Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki. Um, it's all about kind of financial literacy, um, something that I think is important, something that, as you know, is not really taught you know, in high school and college, um, in my opinion, to the extent that it probably should be. You know, what's an IRA? What's a 401k? How do you manage your money? It's not really part of the curriculum today uh, in America. It's something that I think that book early on in my life was something that I read and said, how I got to really be organized and focused on how I want to, you know, build and grow myself and my, and my family. I think you should uh, put that financial literacy as one of the things you teach, and I will definitely sign up for that class. Uh, my last question for you, what is the most interesting thing about you? Oh, my God. Uh, uh, I'm going to call my wife on this one. Sounds good. <laughs> hey, babe. Yeah. I, am, uh, I have a question for you. What, uh, what would you say is the most interesting thing about me? Your energy. Tell us yeah. more. How does that make him interesting? Does he always have energy? He does. Um, he's always just willing to go the extra mile when you just don't have it in you to do it yourself. He pushes on for everybody. I love that. I think this means we need to make Matt the Xander cheerleader. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Pump everyone up every morning. Thank yeah, you, Miss Van Houten. Yeah, absolutely. You guys caught me off guard there. I was uh, putting the kids to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Take care. Thank you. Bye. Uh, you're welcome. Bye. Too fine. Thank you so much, Matt, for joining us here in Las Vegas at CES. We really appreciate it. You too. Take care. Unsponsored content is produced by Christine Rubenstein and Matter Communications with special support from Matthew Becker, Vince Pye, and Chris Severino. Connect with us on social media at Xander on LinkedIn, Instagram, and Twitter. If you like this podcast, follow us and hit the like button on this episode. Thanks for tuning in.